Welcome to the Radio 191 FM podcast. Here we are again. Movies with George. Thanks, Jonathan. No, thanks, Jonathan. <laughs> thanks, Jonathan. Yes, it is time for Movies with George. I'm joined now by George Elliott. Uh, g'day there, champ. Here we are again. Here we are again, scamper. Hey, uh, we're, going, we're going back to the future. Yeah, we're going back to 1997 um, to revisit a movie. I wasn't too sure <laughs> if we'd maybe reviewed it before. Uh, I don't believe so. The uh, movie is Event Horizon. And as I said, it came out in 1907. It is a uh, horror uh, uh, science fiction. It's about two hours long. And it is available uh, on Netflix or probably for like $4 online. Uh, And it follows the crew of uh, Lewis and Clark uh, as they go out to uh, Neptune uh, to basically investigate uh, and rescue, if they can, this big scientific uh, evil-looking ship called the Event Horizon. Um, And they're a team of... Uh, kind of, I mean, you know, the, the alien uh, influence is definitely strong with this one. And uh, they're a team of, um, well, some of them are, are, are rough, uh, rough uh, people. Uh, and one of them, though, is uh, Sam Neill's character, uh, Dr. Weir, I think. Uh, and <clears throat> he is basically like the guy who created this big shit called the Event Horizon. Uh, and the special thing about the event horizon, the reason they need to get out there and see what the hell is going on, is because it's gone dark. Event horizon has gone dark, and uh, it also has a very special uh, uh, drive on it—a uh, faster-than-light drive. A um, basically, it creates a black hole and and um, travels that way. And so, it's got this very it's scary. Yes, exactly. The name. Uh, of the ship is Event Horizon, obviously um, black holes have Event Horizons and um, <clears throat> the so they so they go and, and look at the ship and um, also Lawrence Fishburne uh, is the, uh, plays the captain uh, of the Lewis and Clark more of a, uh, a, a rather than the Lawrence Fishburne of uh, The Matrix um, he still has the uh, youthful uh, running around this um, of uh, the Lawrence Fishburne uh, of his earlier career. He look, still kind of actually looks like a young chap. Uh, yeah, very energetic. Uh, I mean, you know, the the earliest thing I've seen him in is probably Apocalypse Now, where he's like literally a kid mm. uh, or a teenager. Uh, but yeah, anyway. Um, so yeah, he's he's the... He's the he's the captain of the Lewis and Clark. He's very uh, very caring of his crew and that sort of thing. And he's a bit um, he is a bit uh, suspicious of this of the Sam Neill Doctor uh, and what he you know the interests that he has in this in the ship and that sort of thing. I mean, you, you infer that from this movie, although it, it, it misses a lot of beats and a lot of opportunities uh, to play with that tension uh, and that sort of thing. It starts with a lot of uh, a, a lot of greatness in, to, in terms of its set, you know, being a science fiction, um, you know, the set's always very, very important, and again, the alien influence is strong, um, 
but uh, really the 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 movie uh, at the end of the day is 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 lackluster despite the fact that um it it did get a you know bad review when it came out i mean it you know it is a classic uh it is uh, if we can say that of a 97 movie it is a uh you know very influential film in not only science fiction but this kind of horror science fiction it definitely uh, deployed, you know, some really kind of great uh, set design of of the of the time, in terms of you know the the core room where the the thing is where the black artificial black hole machine is looks like something out of you know Hellraiser basically. Yeah. The, the influences the Hellraiser influences uh, in, in this movie are just as strong uh, as the Alien influences because. So as the movie goes on and they kind of explore the ship and realise that its crew have been uh, killed or disappeared, um, they find that the uh, the, the ship is uh, haunted and is affecting them psychologically in a few kind of scary, jumpy uh, moments there. And um, uh, what really transpires is a mixing of, of science fiction tropes of of a uh, of uh, the weirdness of black holes and the um, you know stuff you you can't even imagine. Uh, the famous line in this movie is, "Where we're going, you won't need eyes." <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Creepy. Famously, uh, th- there's some great eyeless scenes <laughs> in this movie. People without eyes. If you, if you don't like people without eyes, don't watch this. Movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Apparently, um, a major inspiration for the plot was Warhammer Forty Thousand. Yeah, you can definitely. I noticed that reading up on it, you can definitely see that influence in the design of the Event Horizon itself. It does look like something out of a Warhammer Forty Thousand or, or similar sort of um, thing. And yeah, in, in that sense, it is this great piece of of art. That combining those those straightforward kind of science fiction sort of um, frontier um, exploration kind of motifs like the Lewis and Clark and the kind of United States Space Corps or whatever they're called and you know everyone's kind of got their International Space Station looking uniforms on that have interestingly Sam Neill's one has the Australian flag but instead of the Union jackets the Aboriginal um, flag. Mm. Um, which which is interesting, and you know the rest of them have um, kind of European flags that have extra stars, and you got all this kind of thing, combined with the the complete unknown of uh, the other side of of hell of of um, of of basically the unimaginable um, of space and time, um, represented in this case by kind of hell re- razor aesthetic by you know images of, um, of of human sacrifice and satanism so I mean Doom kind of comes in here as well as Warhammer 40,000 in terms of these aesthetic uh, influences uh, I've been playing a bit of Doom recently so it's kind of on the mind uh, the original and uh, a more recent one um, so yeah I mean at the end of the day it's such a great like revisit going back and watching this film um if you want to do a double feature, my double feature recommendation would be a movie of the same year, 1997, uh, called Cube, uh, which we have discussed in the past, uh, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, very 
uh, I mean, same sort of budget, I can imagine. Well, probably a lot cheaper, actually. But same same sort of aesthetic, same sort of uh, 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 quality and, and ear to it uh, in terms of science fiction horror, you know, especially kind of amping up that horror uh, element. I mean, science fiction can already be quite horrific, but, uh, yeah, bringing in that, that genre, especially the, yeah, that kind of um, Hellraiser scariness of the 90s. All right, so check it out yeah. on Netflix. Mm. Does it say something about a television series? Yes, yes they, uh, they tried to. No, no. April, uh, August 2019, it was reported that Amazon and Paramount uh, were developing a TV series based on it, and they have uh, an executive producer and possible director um, as well as a couple of the so. original producers that are also involved. So okay. this is ongoing. Right. Yeah. So it could be one of those things that happens. Could be, but you never know. There's all these things that could happen and they never do. Yeah. All right, Event That's Horizon. Black holes for you. Hey! Go watch or, it. Yeah, physics and stuff. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Thanks, George. This was a Radio 191 FM podcast. All of our content lives online at r1.co.nz.